Welcome to the Nehemiah Entrepreneurship Community Podcast. I'm your host, Patrice Tagay. I'm here with my good friend from Malaysia, Chris Joy. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Patrice. It's a privilege to be able to, to come to this podcast. Well, good having you, my friend. Well, Chris is the uh, president uh, and the founder of Turning Point Academy. Chris is the winner of the 2020 International Business Plan Competition, second place. And so today we we want to have him in studio to talk about his experience of going through biblical entrepreneurship and developing this business plan about Turning Point Academy and winning it. Uh, you are the first um, one from Malaysia uh, to rank among the top three. How do you feel about that, Chris? Uh, it's it's uh, the truly an hum a humbling experience. And uh, yeah, I haven't thought that would happen. But uh, yeah, I'm so thankful that the journey has been an enriching one to be able to reach there. Amen, well, congratulations. Chris, uh, before we kind of get into your journey experience, let me, let's make sure our viewers understand, our listeners, exactly uh, what is Turning Point Academy? What is the business plan that you presented at Nehemiah Week that won you the, the second place? Yeah, uh, the Turning Point Academy uh, basically focuses on uh, to solve one of the community issues um, as, uh, as we... Uh, move as I, as I move into uh, the community, I notice that uh, there are a group of people, uh, especially the uh, graduates from this high school, or even those who could not uh, complete their schooling, uh, they have difficulty uh, getting uh, trained and uh, to enter into the workforce. So seeing that as a problem, a felt need, and I sense that uh, that something needs to be done, and of which uh, we are connected with uh, one of uh, the academy who uh, shared the same vi vision and mission. Uh, we have the same passion. And together, we work together to uh, launch this program uh, that is on the job training. Uh, for, uh, it's a vocational training on the job training, uh, where uh, at the same time, uh, they are trained on the job. Uh, they, uh, they receive their training allowances for, for livelihood as well as to gain a certification from the local prestigious university. Wow. So why wouldn't the young people go directly into the university to get all of that? Why go through the Turning Point Academy? Yeah, uh, because uh, there are two, if, uh, I believe uh, many understand in terms of uh, further education or higher education, uh, there are two pathways. One is academic and the other is vocational. For the academic, of course, they are able to excel academically and which qualifies them for the academic pathway. But there are those who could not excel academically. In other words, they are doing poorly in their studies. They are not eligible to go through that pathway. And many of the youth thought that that could be the end of their uh, further training. So our main focus target group is not on those who did well in their studies, but we are focusing more on those who has an alternative intelligence. Uh, they learn through experiential, they learn through uh, hands-on, rather than just uh, over the book or, or just go through the book, yeah. 
I love it. This is really innovative. So in a sense, you are targeting young people who um, are more hands-on, street smart, not necessarily academic intellectuals, to give them a path towards leveraging their natural innate gifting and skills to excel in life and build careers. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. I know that's the big issue in the United States. Is that similar to Asia? Because when we think of Asia, most of us think about, you know, math, science, you know, academically smart students. Are you saying that in Asia, you guys have similar issues like in America with with uh, young people who are not academically driven? Yeah, I would say that uh, the uh, education condition is global, globally is the same. Yeah, I would say that um, perhaps in the United States, uh, uh, it's more advanced. In other words, uh, there's, a, there's a stage in their life, uh, the student's life, where they will go through uh, an assessment and to decide whether they want to go through the, uh, the formal education or they could choose an alternative pathway. I, I suppose in, in the United States, that's uh, an opportunity to do so. I know that Asian parents, um, culturally, there's this... Um, high expectation for children to go to a higher learning or you know whatever the you know law finance whatever the case may be so how how is this concept accepted culturally in asia is it how does that line up with this perception that asian parents want all their children to do long long form education yeah, uh, I would say that that is the common understanding, a common uh, perception of what parents want for their children. But uh, that's another side of it is the reality of how each child is doing in response uh, to academic uh, condition. So I, I, I observe that there are a change of mindset where our parents begin to see uh, not only excel academically, but to be able to uh, to be able to uh, perform well in their work. So, in other words, it's more of practical, practical, uh, practically involved in the workplace rather than just being trained uh, the cognitively. Yeah, I would say. Wow, I love it, team. Could you guys put um, Chris's country? Uh, on the on the uh, description, so that people know that he's a proud Malaysian. Uh, you know, Chris Troy Dash Malaysia 2020, whatever, or or put Malaysia in the back and wherever. So people know that Chris Troy is from is from Malaysia. So Chris, yeah. uh, let's talk a bit about your journey to build entrepreneurship. So you have this innovative idea. Thank you. It's on your it's excellent. It's on your title. Yep. You have this innovative uh, idea that won you second place. Let's kind of take you. Well, first, let me ask you because I think I asked you earlier. How surprised were you that you were selected at second place? Uh, very surprised. Uh, the journey is not an easy journey. Uh, given given my condition, uh, this is my first attempt of uh, startup. Uh, in the past, I, I I am a pastor, which I'm also a pastor right now in the marketplace. But then I sense the need to, uh, to also uh, be uh, be relevant by uh, setting up a kingdom business uh, to minister to the community at large. So from moving from pastoral uh, setting to a marketplace setting, it's a totally different ball game. Uh, it's a truly different 
worldview for me. Yeah. So it's not well, an easy journey. You did a good job. You had a lot of confidence from the from the from the judges. So, uh, how was that? Was that, that was your first Nehemiah Week International? You participating, correct? Yes. How was the experience for you? How was it being a Nehemiah Week? How was that for you? Well, it's uh, it's so wonderful to to uh, to see that uh, so many kingdom entrepreneurs and uh, those uh, even students of BE Executive Program. Uh, then they come together and to share what they are doing in respective region, the countries, uh, the the, uh, the industry they are impacting. Yeah, those uh, sharing life experiences and their journey as a, as a kingdom entrepreneur truly enrich and even uh, gain insights as to what I can uh, import into um, Malaysia or even into my academia. Oh, I love it. That, that is awesome. Um, so you didn't think you're gonna win among all your competitors who did you think had the best chance of winning if you had to pick one? Oh, um of course the first winner um yeah she she's really yeah yes yes she's really really good um she has all the um she has all the uh capability and also uh quality of a public entrepreneurs I can uh, sense her heart towards the pe people that she serves, and uh, uh, she is a wonderful successor of uh, the uh, her, her parents, the forerunners in the industry, and carry the the mission and vision, even the passion of uh, the forerunners, uh, and and then to pass it on to uh, her children. Yeah. Were you surprised at that kind of quality coming from Africa? I would say no, because. Because I, because I can see that a lot of biblical uh, entrepreneurs, their heart is for the community. So by putting in their heart into it and their effort into it, I would say, yeah, there are a group of people that uh, have been doing things uh, like we call it the silent heroes, but it's not being um, publicized and put into limelight. And uh, she's the one that uh, that is so rightful and so needful to encourage um, people of Africa, yeah. Awesome, we're talking to Chris Choi, the president and the founder of Turning From Academy from Malaysia. Chris actually lives in Penang, Malaysia. Um, Chris won the second place business plan competition at Nehemiah Week uh, and uh, he received cash prize and uh, he's doing well now. And, and Chris, Samantha uh, says cheers from Malaysia. Uh, by the way, if you are in Asia and you are watching or listening to this podcast, know this, that um, we're going to have, um, we have an event coming up in December. Uh, it's the it's a e-community seminar that we'll be putting on to kind of help provide you some equipping and to announce what our plan for Malaysia and for Asia. So be on the lookout for that. Um, as soon as it's up, uh, register for it and uh, join us uh, in uh, Asia, Asia uh, or Malaysia as we have this, this, this event. So Chris, let's talk about your journey um, to biblical entrepreneurship. So how did you get involved with biblical entrepreneurship? Again, sorry? How did you get involved with biblical entrepreneurship? Oh, before this, I was, uh, I was uh, the translator for the biblical entrepreneurship uh, program 
uh, from English to Chinese. And from there, that's my first experience of what uh, Biblical Entrepreneurship is all about, the program. And I've been assisting during that period and later, um, so privileged to be able to join as a student rather than just the translator of the materials. Wow. When you were translating the materials, do you imagine that one day you will actually be a student? Not really. <laughs> wow. And what did you think of the materials when you were translating from English to Chinese? Yeah, I find that it's really needful and uh, I find that the translation as a translator for the materials is uh, meaningful to me because I can see that uh, the Chinese speaking population do need a material such as political entrepreneurship uh, to help them to transit from a conventional uh, business to a kingdom business. Now, many people yeah. don't realize this, that Chinese are, well, many people do realize that Chinese are amazing entrepreneurs, but they tend to be kind of mom and pop mentality, not really sophisticated. Um, do you think biblical entrepreneurship can help with that in Asia? Uh, yes, uh, just from uh, my understanding of uh, going through the biblical entrepreneurship program, uh, I understand the uh, four Ps. Uh, to me, I see it as a four Ps, the profit, people, planet, and purpose, or the eternal purpose. Yeah, I realized that uh, uh, a lot of uh, the businesses focuses on the, uh, the profit and, uh, or at most. And of course, they, uh, there are also uh, social enterprises that focus on the people and planet. And uh, the uh, biblical entrepreneurs are focused at, uh, on the three, plus one more, which is uh, the purpose, the eternal purpose of uh, what we as biblical entrepreneurs being called to do, uh, to fulfill our calling and our destiny. Ah, I love it. That is amazing. So you're a translator, and then you later on decide to enroll in the class yourself. What made you decide to enroll in the class? Uh, because uh, at that moment, I have uh, started the Turning Point Academy. But uh, I find that I'm so helpless in many ways, but I do not know uh, how and uh, what I should get myself prepared. Uh, it's a bit and pieces here and there as I uh, uh, talk to the people who has uh, experiences in uh, entrepreneurship. But yet I sense that I need a systematic way, a systematic approach to, to look into uh, the Turning Point Academy, how to set it up, and how, and how to plan out as well as uh, to set a direction uh, of where I am going. That means to understand who I am, uh, uh, where am I going, and how will I get there? So these Whoa. are the three stages. Yeah, I will. I love it. So, so you go through, how was the BE experience for you? How was it being a student in a BE class? So I would say it's uh, very, uh, very goal-focused, uh, reason being every, every stage we have certain assignments that we have to look into, and there are materials that we are going through and uh, to think through and to apply into our own uh, business setting. And now uh, as we come to the, the, uh, the class, uh, that's where we interact with you, Patrice, and also uh, with, uh, the, with, uh, with our peers. And uh, I learned so much also from the peers. That means in other words, it's not just from you, but also from the peers, and, and uh, that, that, that is very enriching as well. Wow. And so, so you go through BE. Now, was the Turn Pro Academy idea already there before you went through BE? I would say, uh, yes, the idea is already there. The seed idea was there. And the BE program helps me to refine and redefine 
and uh, to give lots of, um, uh, I would say, let's say to, to take uh, the analogy of a, a, a person. So I have I already have the, uh, the structure, the skeleton of how Turning Point Academy should be. So by uh, going through the uh, BE courses, I, I realized that uh, I add in the, the, the veins, uh, the meat, the skin, uh, yeah, and all the parts that's needed uh, to, to fulfill uh, what it means to be a person. It's the same thing what I experience uh, in BE program, yeah. It, it kind of fill things in for you. Yes, and meaningfully and uh, needfully. Wow, wow. So you're going through BE, what do you think was the thing you got most out of BE? Uh, I would say I learned so much from uh, you and also uh, my peers. Uh, as for the knowledge, uh, if uh, a, anyone is a diligent learner, they could uh, learn uh, the uh, biblical principles to apply into entrepreneurship uh, uh, anywhere in the uh, internet, yeah, access, yeah. But uh, what's uh, what's uh, beautiful about BE is that um, uh, the uh, biblical entrepreneurs uh, that uh, taught us, as well as our peers, they are the hands-on people who are really uh, who are there and still there making differences in their industry. So it's not just like uh, I've been there and now I'm a, a lecturer to lecture about what I've been through in the past. But I can uh, what I truly see is that is that the, uh, the people that share their experiences, they are still uh, hands on. They are still on the ground. They are still running. Uh, their passion is still there and still making an impact and influences. Now, before you came into BE, you were a pastor. Yes. So how difficult was it for you as a pastor to embrace things like charging, markup, profitability, and the natural business process? <laughs> That's an interesting question, yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, uh, I want to give everything as well for free. <laughs> Before, <laughs> But then I realized uh, in one of the lessons, I've, I've understand that there are certain things I could I could uh, give as complimentary. There are certain uh, things that I need to charge in order to see that the business has the element of sustainability. If I could not sustain as a business, I would not be able to impact uh, the community and make transformation as what I want to. Uh, that's uh, why the very uh, reason that I set out to start the Turning Point Academy as one of the uh, biblical businesses. Yeah. Wow, that is powerful. Now, why do you think pastors struggle with that so much? I would say there are parts of uh, the principle in the Bible that um, that we see uh, only apl applicable within the four walls. Yeah, and uh, but when it comes to uh, whether it's applicable in the uh, f beyond the four walls, uh, that could be another question to explore. But uh, as I step into uh, the marketplace and as I interact with other biblical entrepreneurs, I notice that the uh, biblical entrepreneurs, they are, they are the uh, pastor, so-called pastor shepherd of the uh, marketplace. They are doing the role and work of a pastor. And many, when I interact with them, they say that uh, whatever that they learn from the messages, uh, sermon, preaching, teaching in the church, they apply the same week in their workplace yeah i would say that they have the um they 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 are walking the talk of what being talking the within the church yeah 
I love it. I love it. Well, so we're going to talk about the competition and how you got to the international competition. But let's talk about your family a little bit. You're, you're married. Yes, I'm married with one wife, happily with one wife and three children, not three wives and one child. <laughs> I love it. So you have, so uh, we'll get in a minute to how they felt when you won. So you, how did your wife though, as you were working through thinking about Turning Point Academy, how was it for your wife? How did she handle it? Initially, uh, uh, her concern is that uh, we do not have any resources to start uh, the academy. So uh, she posed this question that, uh, Chris, you do not have resources, what can you do? Then uh, I realized that that is a very relevant question. But as I contemplate further, I, have, uh, I came across this thought that uh, resources chase after vision. In other words, if uh, I align uh, my vision with God and uh, the resources will be there available when the time is there. So that is uh, the faith that I have, um, one of the faith that I hold on to as I continue this journey of uh, uh, entrepreneurship in uh, through the uh, Turning Point Academy. Yeah. Awesome. David Chin uh, is a fan. He says, great. So he's enjoying you right now. Thank you, David. Yeah, we uh, learn from each other as well. Yeah. So, um, so you're, you're, let's talk about this idea and how it got conceived. So uh, this that you end up developing as a plan, why Turning Point Academy? What was it that kind of spoke to you about why this ought to be a business plan? Yeah, Turning Point Academy, the word, uh, the name itself is already uh, the very vision and mission I want to see. It's a turning point uh, for any lives that come in contact with this academy. Because I realized that uh, my target group are the young, young people, the youth. And I realized that uh, there are times uh, where they have come to a point they can't see their, their future because they did not excel academically. But I want to uh, bring this strong message saying that there's a, as long as they are willing, they are willing to put in the effort and uh, really to take another step of faith, uh, they, will, they will experience this turning point in their lives. And uh, what we are doing is that uh, in, uh, we know that they may not uh, do well in their studies, but uh, uh, we see the potential, I see the potential in them. They have other intelligence that is uh, so uh, needful and uh, they could really uh, make it if they were to put that uh, intelligence into practice and they need grooming. So that's what um, caused me to begin to think, is there a platform or what framework that I could help the young people to bring out the best, the potential in them, this other intelligence that have yet to be discovered in our current existing education system. Ah, that is beautiful. Um, what does success look like? If you were to succeed, tell us a bit about what does that mean for Malaysia, for Asia? What kind of impact are we talking about? Um, success to me uh, in this venture is to be able to see the very student that we have helped uh, since day one, they enter into this program. Uh, that they once they will one day become uh, the business the biblical entrepreneurs who provide the same platform for those who have 
uh, not have this opportunity to be trained. Yeah. In other words, that they have been there and done that, and they are blessed, and they are now coming back to bless those who uh, are underprivileged or marginalized. Oh, wow. So you kind of want to empower those who are underprivileged so that they can empower others and the cycle goes on. Yeah, and then to build this uh, this uh, this business ecos ecosystem where you could uh, you could actually help those who are in need to enter into the workforce uh, with guidance and with proper training uh, and with uh, the opportunity to discover and develop uh, their potential. Wow, I love it. This 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 is incredible. So you you. So you said your wife was along with you. And so when you call your wife and say, honey, uh, well, before that, you, you competed at the Malaysia class competition. Were you surprised when you won there? <laughs> yes. I, every stage to me is a surprise for me. Uh, yeah. It's the greatest surprise uh, from stage to stage. Wow. Good, because uh, you have to win at this class competition or national competition, in your case, it was a class competition and that usher you straight into international. So yes. take me back to you call your wife or was your wife at the US at the Malaysia competition? Uh, yes, uh, she, uh, she's watching. She was there in Malaysia watching. Uh, yeah. All right. So when you win, how does your wife feel about you winning Malaysia? She was, was equally surprised as, uh, as what I, I was. <laughs> Both of us, we have not thought that we that that would be what it is, so and I could I could not sleep for the whole night until the next day. Wow! I'm so thankful. So you win, and you know you're going to the U.S. or uh, Mexico at that time. Yeah, uh, I, I, but going to the U.S. is uh, thankful, but I could not. When I shared about, I could not sleep. That is, uh, that's the uh, that's so for the second place winner. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. So, but, but the first time you win first place in Malaysia, you yeah. excited, hmm. um, and then you, you COVID nineteen happened. You virtual, you win. What hmm. happens when you call your wife and say, "Honey, we won"? Oh, uh, we, we. Well, first thing, of course, we give thanks because we know that um, uh, we did not uh, we did not expect that to happen. Wow. Yeah. So you were totally shocked. Yes, very, very was shocked. Was wife excited by the cash prize? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> of course. Did you? Uh, did she say, "Bring me the money," or did she take me out? <laughs> or what did she say? So yeah, she uh, she says that now you you will have what uh, is needed uh, to continue this journey. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so 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 you win in the competition. Yeah, because throughout this journey, uh, resources, financial resources is one of uh, the main thing that we struggle with. And uh, with the price, uh, that could give us some buffer uh, to do what is necessary. Wow, that is incredible. Now, and, go ahead. And uh, what I did is that I enrolled myself into a live coaching certification uh, with a portion of the price in order to help myself to be more eligible, uh, more qualified to help uh, the youth that I'm going to reach out to, yeah. Oh, wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. 
Again, we're talking to um, Chris Choi from Malaysia. He was the 2020 International Business Playing Competition winner. And we're talking about his experience and his journey with biblical entrepreneurship. Listen, uh, we're about to come to a wrap, but before we do, I want to make a few announcements and then we'll, we'll come to wrap with Chris, Chris, uh, Chris Choi. If you want to know more about the Neymar Project, how we can come alongside you, provide you with training, coaching, access to capital, how you can join our community, and together we can transform the world, go to nehemiahecommunity.com, nehemiahecommunity.com. There you learn about all of our various training programs. Um, and if you uh, enjoy this podcast and, and uh, you, we encourage you to share it. Uh, if you want to showcase a young man who walked by faith, trusted God, and he and his wife both, and who became second place winner of International Business Plan Competition, and who launched a company called Turning Point. If you want to, walk, if you want to become as, as uh, you want them to encourage them to, to see what happened to Chris and to understand and to glean from it, share this with, with them, share it with as many people as you can to allow them to experience the gift that God has over there in Asia, particularly in Malaysia. If you guys don't shoot them well, we're going to have to take them with us um and and have him come and, and help us out here in the united states because you have a jewel there so share this with as many folks as you can so chris we we're coming to the end of our program here and by the way for those watching there's a there's a seminar coming up in december uh in uh for focus on asia and malaysia make sure you inquire and sign up for that so chris uh we come to the end of our show and um uh, one last question for you before we kind of have you give some words of encouragement to our members. When you think about entrepreneurship, job creations, um, what kind of impact does that have for Malaysia or for, for Asia and for what you're trying to do? Yeah, I will see because my target group will be the uh, B40s, the bottom 40% of uh, the people. In other words, they are the urban poor. So what it means is that uh, by giving them the opportunity, the platform to be trained uh, on the job training and also to provide them with the, uh, the training allowances and not to uh, get themselves uh, any, any, any loan for their training because they do not need that uh, with our program. And uh, that could actually help them to uh, move from the bottom 40% to uh, the uh, medium, the middle 20%, and eventually uh, to, be, uh, to be at the uh, top 20% of the, uh, the, the group, yeah. So I would see that could actually bring this, um, uh, this changes, transformation to the community. That's what we are heading towards. I love it, I love it. And actually, you have a heart yourself for um, for young biblical entrepreneur, right? Yes, yes, I do. I want to see. Uh, want to see that uh, I could come alongside the uh, young young biblical entrepreneurs uh, to help them uh, uh, by by coming into the group, bring them into the group, uh, because this is where we can grow and learn together. I uh, throughout this journey, I learned one very important concept called the leverage. Uh, on how to leverage on uh, the forerunners in the biblical entrepreneurship. So by learning from them and by also giving to the young biblical entrepreneurs, uh, those who want to go into this industry, I would say that, yeah, 
by, by taking and, and giving. I would say, uh, just allow me to just share one illustration. If you were to look at the, uh, the land of Palestine, there's, uh, there are two great seas called the Sea of Galilee and, and the Dead Sea. So the, uh, the Dead Sea is that there's only incoming of river, but there's no outgoing. So that's why it's called, it's called the Dead Sea. But the, the, the Sea of Galilee is where there's incoming and there's outgoing. So in other words, when we receive uh, those, uh, those learning from the biblical entrepreneurs, and then we give it out to others who are in need. So we are like a, a streams of living water. So that's where the uh, Sea of Galilee is the economic center of uh, the land back then. So I truly hope that uh, by doing such uh, an action, by taking in and giving, and by receiving and, and sharing, so that we could be build this uh, kingdom, uh, biblical uh, ecosystem that will provide the economic uh, uh, supply to those who are in need. Wow, you think big, my friend. I love it. That I learned so much. Lalita is watching. She says, hello. Good to see you, Lalita. Thank you. Uh, good Chris, to see you. We have many entrepreneurs watching and listening. They are in Asia, maybe in Africa, Europe, wherever around the world, or even the United States. Um, we like to always leave them with a, with a word of encouragement as they are in their journey. As you know, the world has faced the pandemic, different challenges, many considering giving up, some have even given up. What, how would you encourage them today as we close, as we close the, the podcast as they're prepared to face you know, uh, the, the challenge of COVID-19? Yeah, I would say, um, just end with this phrase, uh, resources chase after vision. So if we were to align our vision, our passion, our mission uh, to God, and uh, God will provide uh, the resources, uh, the time, the talent, and the, the treasure that we need uh, in order to fulfill the assignment that he has given us. Wow. Wow. That is awesome. And, and Chris, Asia was booming prior to COVID-19. Will Asia recover post COVID nineteen? That is uncertain, but I would I would know that uh, whatever it is, even even many may fall. But uh, I would say, uh, if we keep uh, staying down, we we'll, we will fail. But uh, whenever we are we, when we fall, we stand up again. Then we will succeed. Yeah. Wow. Well, the, uh, uh, Chris, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your faithfulness, your courage, and your commitment to uh, transforming communities in, in Asia through job creation. Looking forward to seeing you at the, um, at the event. And uh, again, Chris, keep us posted on your development. Well, yep. friends, uh, don't leave yet because uh, I want to pray for you. Uh, again, before I do, I want to so we're talking to Chris, uh, Chris uh, Choi. Uh, he says, resources chased after vision. So you want to have a clear sense of vision. If you don't have one, go through biblical entrepreneurship. Let us help you capture it so that you might be able to articulate the heart of God for your business. Also, as you consider what God has called you to do, you need our help. Go to our website, sign up for the upcoming class, and engage so that you might be helped to do what God calls you to do. With that, let me pray for us. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord enable you to steward those talents that are under your care and to steward them in such a way that one day 
you can you will hear those wonderful words well done good and faithful servant you've been faithful over a few things guess what he'll not make you ruler over much as he's doing for chris god bless you see you on the next podcast thank you again chris thank you Pastor patrice thank you for uh